Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 355th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, we're getting to the good stuff now in sports, and my highlight of the week is the Boston Bruins coming back from the brink last night to win Game 6 in St. Louis enforced the first ever Game 7 in Boston to win the Stanley Cup. One game, winner take all. It was uh, one of the most impressive Bruins performances in their long and glorious history. They just went in there and locked down the Blues and got that all-important first goal from Brad Marchand. It was critically important, everybody here in Boston felt, to get that first goal, uh, quiet the crowd, and indeed they did, not only inside, but the 50,000 people outside the arena in St. Louis for a viewing party. But the Bruins kept them all quiet and then basically ran away with it in the third. Uh, they went up, you know, got that second goal on the crazy bounce uh, through the Blues goalie, Jordan Bennington, to go up 2-0, and then uh, added to make it 3-0, and then the, Bru- the Blues got the goal uh, after review. So everybody got a little nervous here in Boston and uh, at 3-1, but uh, true to form throughout the playoffs, uh, and through, especially showing the way they were playing last night uh, with, again, an absolute lockdown performance. They quickly got their fourth goal and then an empty netter from Chara with the broken jaw uh, from, like, 100 feet away uh, into the empty net to put it away at 5-1. to one. So it truly is... Uh, being held here in Boston today is just one of the best Bruins games ever. Only a week ago or so, we were hailing them as an all-time great, potentially all-time great Bruin team. I certainly was in that camp. And as uh, the day unfolded yesterday, felt more and more like that was the team that was going to show up last night. Feeling very optimistic, as were many people here in Boston. And that's exactly, exactly how it unfolded. Uh, 
of course, out in St. Louis, the uh, venerable St. Louis Post-Dispatch uh, sent out to their online subscribers an advertisement congratulating the Blues for winning the Cup. Of course, it went out before the game ended, uh, and it was just uh, uh, like we've seen before. Just one of those all-time famous Dewey Beach Truman uh, headlines, and uh, and here we have it again. And it kind of hit home for me because when I was in college studying journalism, we were each assigned a paper for a semester, newspaper to chronicle, and mine was, uh, as fate would have it, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So it's been a publication near and dear to my heart forever, and last night... Uh, they did not have their finest moment. Uh, so bottom line, again, one of the best Bruins games ever, without a doubt, in my mind. If they win the Cup, last night's victory will be long remembered here in Boston. Not unlike uh, what we just recently saw last January with the uh, Patriots beating the Kansas City Chiefs out in Kansas City on that freezing cold night uh, with that epic overtime performance. And, uh, of course, they went on to win the Super Bowl two weeks later. But uh, up here in Boston to this day, I and most other Patriots fans, uh, when they look back on last year for the Patriots, they talk more about the Chiefs win than they do about the uh, Super Bowl win. Uh Again, if the Bruins pulled off on Wednesday night, uh, again, the first ever uh, Game 7 for the Stanley Cup in the house on the line, winner take all, uh, ever hosted here in Boston. It's just amazing, uh, again, considering their long, long history. But again, if they pulled off, uh, last night will be the game. Uh, potentially long remembered when they just uh, uh, went deep within themselves and played just practically a near-perfect game, which is what they had to do. And yet they did it uh, against all odds with the city of St. Louis uh, and the Blues franchise never, ever having won a Stanley Cup in their 50 years of existence. And the planets all seemed aligned for them to break that last night. So, uh, just crazy. And that moves into another similar situation, uh, which is my bizarre story of the week, which is the Golden State Warriors, like the Bruins last night, also fighting for their very playoff lives. Uh, might I add the two-time defending uh, NBA champions, Golden State Warriors, they're facing elimination in Toronto tonight, as we all know, uh, where the entire country of Canada is all in. It's obviously their only NBA team, and fans have been lined up since Friday, literally Friday, uh, Friday night after game uh, four victory to go up 3-1 out there in Golden State, and uh, uh, so Jurassic Park, uh, which is right outside uh, Scotiabank Arena, where the uh, Raptors and the Maple Leafs, for that matter, play. Drove by it last summer when I was out in Toronto. Really cool. And what was also really cool that on Friday night, 
other cities in Canada were hosting similar type viewing parties. Uh, and I got to believe that tonight in Canada, uh, practically every city <laughs> in the country will be hosting outdoor viewing parties, weather permitting. Uh, so I just think it's going to be a special night, perhaps unforgettable in Canada. Again, how often do you see an entire country uh, behind a team, unless it's the Olympics or the World Cup? But tonight we got that, and uh, I think it's great for the NBA. Uh, love the Warriors. I've enjoyed the way they play since 2015. And... Uh, when they just burst on the scene with what felt like a new style of basketball, and uh, but with the with the uh, Raptors and uh, Kawhi Leonard are doing is just special stuff. Frankly, I couldn't believe what I was seeing on Friday night. I literally never thought I would see what I saw in the third quarter uh, at Oracle uh, in Game Four on Friday night. As we all know, the Warriors have simply owned uh, owned the third quarter uh, throughout this postseason and pretty much throughout their uh, Steve Kerr era dynasty. Uh, but the roles were reversed, and the uh, Raptors caught him and then just kept building that lead, and I literally couldn't believe what I was seeing as their, the Raptors just... Uh, uh, put them away uh, on Friday night, and here they are, poised to win a championship at home in Toronto for the first ever uh, championship for the country of Canada, and obviously the city of Toronto and the franchise of the Raptors themselves. Um, and my low light of the week has to be the shocking news that came across as breaking news last night. Uh, you talk about mixed emotions We're in the middle of the Bruins game uh, towards the end when the Bruins are uh, clearly closing in on the victory. And uh, all of a sudden we get the breaking news flashes that David Ortiz, Boston Red Sox and Dominican Republic legend had been shot in the Dominican Republic. And, uh, and you know, fortunately the news followed that he was, quote, out of danger uh, but just what a crazy situation and, uh, and news reports are coming out now that, you, you know, his surgery, unlike last night, which was thought to be somewhat brief when in fact lasted like six hours, his organs were affected, are affected, had to be repaired. And, uh, so best wishes from Boston for big poppy. Uh, true all-time legend in this city, uh, to, to, put, to put it mildly. And lastly, uh, for my legion of listeners over in Ireland, uh, was thinking of you last yesterday when uh, Rory McIlroy had an epic last day and an epic victory to win the RBC Canadian Open near Toronto. And... Uh, serving notice that not only is he ready for the U.S. Open, which is happening this week, but also uh, the Open in Northern Ireland, as in the, quote, British Open, 
which will be played in Northern Ireland in uh, mid-July, Royal Port Rush, and one of and a Royal Port Rush native, Graham McDowell, great golfer in his own right, uh, honorary member of Royal Port Rush Country Club uh, forever. Uh, he finished in 10th place by draining a, a lengthy putt, therefore ensuring that he will participate in the upcoming Open in Northern Ireland. And uh, so, again, I'm sure our Irish listeners are thrilled with both Rory and now Graham McDowell absolutely participating. We knew certainly Rory would be there, and the pressure on him to win that is going to be overwhelming in his home country of Northern Ireland. And now Graham McDowell will be there. So uh, just something to think about uh, long-term as we enjoy short-term, beginning basically tomorrow with practice rounds, U.S. Open at uh, iconic Pebble Beach. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, 
Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, how are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing great, and thank you, as always, for joining joining us. And as I said at the top of the show, AP, we're we're now getting into the good stuff uh, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> game with the Bruins' epic victory last night to force the first ever Game Seven for the Stanley Cup in Boston history. And of course, we have the uh, uh, Toronto going for their first ever championship tonight, but. Uh, you have New England roots. Uh, why don't we just start with the Bruins and an all-time gut check performance last night to uh, out in St. Louis to go on the road on the brink of elimination uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals and, and win that game. Pretty much going away, they they were just they played a near perfect game. Yeah, John. The thing about the Boston Bruins that I remember uh, having New England roots. They were the top team in that city. The right. Celtics were way down the list, and the Patriots were even below the Celtics, I think, or, or maybe just right above them. But it was a Boston Bruins hockey town when you went to the Boston Garden. I mean, that's what I remember. They, they um, monopolized Saturday night. There weren't very many Celtic games on a Saturday night. It was always a Friday night or Sunday, Sunday afternoon, and the Boston Bruins had Saturday night. Right, in the famous uh, Channel 38, sort of one of those super stations back in the day, if I remember correctly. I didn't even live here, but I used to, I used to listen to Bruins games out in Pennsylvania. Like, you, you know, at night you could actually get WBZ broadcasts. And AP, it was just, uh, yeah, and, and all that being said, AP, you're, you're so right. Since Bobby Orr hit town, uh, although they had a strong foundation, Bobby Orr's arrival in the late 60s took it to just a different level that still continues to this day. I'm sure Red Sox fans might argue the point, but it just feels, especially now, that, you know, at its core, Boston is at least tied as a hockey town as much as it is a baseball town that's now turned into, of course, a uh, uh, a football town. So it, it's amazing, but the this... This fan base of the Bruins, they're just different the same way the Bruin hockey players themselves are different. The nicest people you'd ever want to meet, athletes, uh, they're, they're, there's none nicer in professional sports than hockey players or easier to be around. And it's the same way with Bruins fans. There's just something about them that is beyond endearing. And, uh, and last night was a night for them to really just stick their chest out, and indeed they did, and I can't wait. The next three days are just going to be beyond fun here in Boston. It's already started. John, do you think uh, Bobby Orr, he'll be in town for the ball game or, you know, the game or the hockey game? Do you think that happens to bring back all the legends of of the Bruins? Yes, well, they they start each game at at the Garden with, uh, you know, a flag waver who waves the Bruins flag tradition. Belichick did it in this very series. I think game one of the Stanley cup finals as in a week as in 10 days ago. Uh, 
if it's up to me, I would bring in Bobby Orr. Sure, if it's my decision, I could definitely see him doing it. There, there is no bigger legend. He is around town. He he's been here forever. He he stayed. And uh, just going back to my reference of you know hockey players being uh, as nice as any professional athletes there are, no one is nicer than Bobby Orr. He is literally the most down to earth, affable, easy to talk to professional sports athlete, current or former, let alone all-time legend icon than Bobby Orr. He is just the nicest guy ever. So that's who I bring out. I don't know. It's tough. The only other one that could even possibly be considered in my mind would be uh, Tim Thomas, the goalie who, of course, uh, led them to the 2011 Stanley Cup, the last one they won. And uh, shall we say an enigmatic fellow, to put it mildly. So I could see one of the two. Uh, and by enigmatic, I mean Tim Thomas is kind of, uh, shall we say, uh, disappeared. Um, uh, kept a low profile, shall we say, since winning the Stanley Cup. And we all remember he did. He was among the first not to go to the White House for the uh, victory celebration, which yeah. was rather startling back in the day. But. You know, he's his own man, but there's been a lot of chatter how everybody would love to see Tim Thomas wave the flag for one of these games, but uh, but we'll see. But Bobby Orr is, would be the perfect choice, AP. You nailed oh, yeah. it with, with, with him. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too, and it'd be interesting to have them both yes. come out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they can get their hands something? on two flags, right? <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I think that would be fabulous. I think it would be fabulous too. I really do. Uh, it's yeah, it's always a big moment. Um, and again, we're talking sports history here in Boston, and uh, you know that's saying a lot given uh, the sports history in this town, both all time and in the last twenty years. Keep in mind, it nearly boggles the mind that the Bruins are going for their for Boston, the city of Boston's 13th world championship in less than 20 years. That's just stunning. Since since early 2002 when the Bruins beat the Rams, St. Louis, here we go again, um, uh, in the famous Adam Vinatieri kick, and Brady was a, was a young pup. So that, that was the beginning of an even dozen, so they're going for the Baker's dozen on Wednesday night at home, and again, an epic first ever situation it's, it's not often for anything connected with boston they use the term first ever but we can for wednesday night <laughs> i know right such a historical place it's already been done it's already been done especially in sports right <laughs> i mean the, yeah, especially in sports. The, the his, exactly the history of these four franchises is you know we've seen it as great as it is especially in the last 20 years We've still seen it all before, whether it's the Celtics winning, what was it, 11 titles in 13 years? Uh, yes. You, you know, <laughs> there's not much new that we, Boston fans haven't seen, but uh, Wednesday night's going to be new. It just is. So um, It's not unlike the Red Sox AP, as crazy as it sounds, that it was just back in 2013, you know, when they won their uh, first world I don't know if it was first ever, but it was first World Series since 1918 or before, 
here in Boston because they went in 2004 and 2007 on the road. And boy, was that a big deal, AP. I mean, maybe the toughest ticket in Boston sports history. And speaking of that, tickets for the game uh, on Ticketmaster are going for Wednesday night's game are going for $1,600 for the worst seats in the house. Worst seats in the house. Wow. 1600 is John, the minimum price I'm seeing. John, is there a city that's even close in that 20-year period? I mean, no. that can compete? Does there anybody even have double digits possibly? Or No. Uh, they, you know, they were basically, uh, they kind of passed, you know, all the other cities. Uh, and I hate to sound like, you know, a jerk here, but <laughs> a couple of championships ago. They kind of established right. the record as most world championships in sports for one city over an X period of time. Might have been 15 years, whatever, 12 years. Right. Yeah. Um, and they were going for the Holy Grail this year, you know, uh, where the you know, they're already champions in baseball and football, as we all know, sitting champions. And before the Celtics got eliminated, while the Bruins were obviously still more, still more than alive, if not favored, uh, yeah, there was talk that if the Bruins and Celtics won, they would become the first city since Detroit in the 1930s to hold all four major championships at the same time. But uh, the Celtics didn't cooperate uh, and, and <laughs> frankly, didn't even come close, right? <laughs> they, did, they, they didn't right, analyze no. anybody, that's for sure. No, no. I, I didn't know that history about Detroit. I know they had Detroit, championships. Yeah. I didn't know it was all in one year. Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, and uh, uh, Pistons, I guess, if, if they were even in existence then. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they had they held them team all. there. Yeah, but. Like 1931 or something like that, they held them all. And the, Boston would have been the first city. So I know it sounds so obnoxious to people around the country, but, you know, there's been a lot of jokes <laughs> going around. Dennis Leary's done something, and a lot of comedians are having a ball with saying, you know, what the heck is going on? It's been over 100 days since we won a championship. This is, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know, th th this is unfathomable and unacceptable. <laughs> so <laughs> and I know how horrible that must sound to people that don't live in New England. Uh, but it's the reality. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, our, city, our cities who never won a championship. Yeah, well, let me tell you, again, not to sound greedy or, or for that matter, obnoxious, but the hunger. I don't know if I've ever seen a hunger for this Bruins Cup. And, you know, a lot of talk on sports radio, AP, like, you know, they win this one. Now we're talking about Bergeron, Chara, David Krejci, Marchand, all members of the 2011 team. Now we're talking, you know, all-time great team, all-time great players, Hall of Fame. You know, they need that second to really, really validate everything they've done, which has been a tremendous run for a decade plus for all the, for the four, the four core, as they call them, the core four. Yeah, that would be something if they won this second, because it changes their, their legacy. And it, I mean, like yeah. you said, Hall of Fame, that's something that endures forever. It's, yep. it's completely different from winning championships or winning the games or excelling individually, but yeah, Hall of Fame next to your name, that, that's for your family for and, and grandchildren and beyond. 
Right, and as the team legacy as well, AP, because now you're talking, you know, that they'll have as many championships as the famous Big Bad Bruins of Bobby Orr, who won two. Uh, and now if these guys win two, they're, they're moving right into that same level. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever be quite that level, because, again, it took hockey in Boston to the next level, Uh that the big bad Bruins of the early seventies, uh, but they'll move in, you know, at 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 one A, shall we say, for sure. Yeah. If they win this one, so a lot on the line. Uh, the narrative. Yeah. The narrative oh, will oh, change. Yeah. yeah, they'll be in that galaxy. Correct. And the fact that it's home, they've had home ice. You know the 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 big names, meaning the Capitals, the Penguins. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning got knocked out early, opened up shockingly to everybody the Bruins' path to, uh, you know, have, number one, have home ice throughout. And, and here's the ultimate payoff on Wednesday night for that little honor. And, you know, so uh, it's just going to be something special. Uh, a special sports moment is is coming 48 a little over 48 hours from now and it's going to be it's going to be good stuff so bottom line ap they were presented with a tremendous opportunity when the three titans of the eastern division capitals penguins lightning all fell by the wayside got upset early in the first round or second round whatever and uh and ever since then the hunger like this opportunity has been just pounded on by this, the fan base as like the Bruins got to get it done because they'll never have an opportunity <laughs> like this again. And, and the right, no, but the blues are a formidable opponent and they've, sh- the, nothing's getting given to the Bruins despite this being a golden opportunity. No, they're the tough challenge. I mean, they wouldn't be in that position if they weren't a fantastic team. And oh, correct. I know they're, they're, I'm sure extremely disappointed. And, and, and really I think let's, say the home team has more of the pressure john absolutely and i thought we i think we saw that in spades last night ap right uh you know 50 years of never having won a stanley cup in their existence uh 50,000 people outside the arena for the viewing party not to mention the sold out crowd inside the arena and you know it was all teed up for st louis last night and i think they felt tremendous pressure and you're right we saw what happened in Game Five when the Bruins lost, despite Charik coming out to give him a jump start with the broken jaw. Yet playing in Game Five two days later, whatever it was, three days later, and even that wasn't enough. And the Blues shocked everybody by winning Game Five in Boston, and then the Bruins returned the favor and shocked everybody by winning Game Six last night. By the way, it was their third elimination game victory this postseason. So the, 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 this is a team with you know that's battle tested to put it mildly, but they, they they gotta they gotta close the deal, AP. They have to. There's going to be serious yeah. disappointment. Serious disappointment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure it'll be huge uh, to lose that game seven in Boston, and I'm sure they chartered already the number of game sevens in Boston between the Celtics and the Red Sox, and right. And uh, they probably have, have a number. There's a number out there that people can can check to see how many times they've been successful and how many times they've lost. Exactly, and the Bruins have a ton of Game 7 victories, some epic ones, especially over the Maple Leafs at the Garden, one few years back where they come down from 
three goal deficit <laughs> to to win it in overtime. I mean, yeah, the game seven history here in Boston for really all three, the two other sports, you know, all three hockey, basketball, baseball is is pretty glorious. It's quite the winning margin, to say the least, uh, and everybody's uh, feeling really good but just a gigantic opportunity uh and based on what we saw last night you you can't nobody in new england feels anything but good and positive and optimistic you know all that old red sox curse stuff those types of feelings given 12 championships in 18 years or whatever under 20 years those feelings are so long gone, AP. I can't even begin to <laughs> describe it. It's nothing but full, full-blown confidence in New England. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's they crazy. should. It's yeah, a, they should have that confidence. A, oh yeah, it's a different world from 15 years ago when, uh, and then it was the Patriots who changed it all. It really was, uh, without a doubt, when uh, they broke through and and began this run but ap we've actually gone over our break again so much to talk about specifically tonight's massive nba game uh with uh the stanley cup was in the house last night in st louis the nba lawrence o'brien trophy will be in the house tonight in toronto so we'll get to that on the other side of the break Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports channel voice america presents a new kind of health awareness talk show the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water show host sharon kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world every show offers new information that could save your life the sharon kleina hour is health from an environmental perspective your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three and today the final segment of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we uh, talked last segment about the Bruins and their... uh, Potential for sports history, Bruins-Blues, Game 7 here. First ever Game 7 for the Stanley Cup in Boston sports history. But that's not the only sports history uh, that's out there right now. Because tonight, in Toronto, uh, We the North has a chance to uh, win their first ever NBA championship. Uh, First ever for the country of Canada. And AP, I've been fascinated by it because... uh, you know, they have a whole country behind them, almost like the Olympics or a World Cup. And then we introduce something I didn't mention in the first segment, but it's the lead, the Kevin Durant factor. Will Kevin Durant play? It appears he will. And if so, how will he be? So it, it's just, again, a massive, massive storyline. Yeah, John, for him it's a win-win situation. I mean, if he performs well, people will say that he came back from an injury and led the team to a a series savings win. And if he doesn't perform well, they could say, well, uh, he was was on the fringe of getting healed, but he just wasn't quite well enough to get it done. So I don't think he can lose in this situation. That is a fabulous observation, AP. I couldn't agree more. He is in a win-win. Perfectly said. Uh, You know, he can be the hero, but he really can't be the goat. Uh, So, you you know, whatever he can give them, uh, you know, and all the, you know, all the stereotypical responses apply back to the wall and everything else, uh, you know, but for him, uh, it's a chance to, again, we talked a lot about changing the narrative and whatnot uh, with the Bruins if they win their second Stanley Cup with this group. Uh, Kevin Durant has a genuine, real chance to change the narrative uh, on him forever uh, if he can not only contribute tonight, but, you know, contribute anywhere from contribute to be a major factor and them coming back from a 3-1 deficit. They've done it before against Oklahoma City Thunder. They've also been gave up a 3-1 lead to the Cavaliers a couple years ago. But if Kevin Durant somehow helps them over, you know, both win tonight and then win the next three, uh, the two after tonight, uh, we're going to look at him differently forever, AP. We will. You know, because... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, go ahead, John. Well, just simply, 
closing thought, he, you know, because people have viewed him as far as to stay with the Warriors as, you know, the rich got richer. So I don't know that he's gotten the <laughs> right. full appreciation of his <laughs> skills, despite being finals MVP the last two years. But yeah. tonight he could change all of that forever. Tonight and the next two games. Yeah, because they're struggling without him. And people would say that uh, we're, we're bringing up the point that Kevin Durant, if we have him, uh, will win. And if we don't have him, we can win as well. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. So that, that's a scenario that uh, was ill-advised but by some people who, who propose as such. Yeah, well, you know, my view of it, and, you know, I, like many others, basically fell in love with the 2015 Warriors when all of a sudden, you know, Steph Curry burst on the scene looking like Pete Maravich, you know, reintroducing the three-point shot, which is equivalent to the home run in baseball. And, you know, with Clay Thompson, the Splash Brothers, Draymond Green, uh, I'll speak for myself. I fell in love with them and went out of my way to attend their only visit at the Boston Garden for the next two years. Uh because I just had to see him, and I'm, I'm not alone. <laughs> That's for darn sure. I got to see Steph's pregame routine, the shooting routine, which has now become legendary. <laughs> and in many ways, AP, it was almost like a, a, a new brand of basketball or reintroducing some stuff we used to see with likes of Pete Maravich and Calvin Murphy and Rick Mount back in their college days and whatnot, uh, sort of basketball magician type stuff. Yes. And I think we all fell in love with them. And then a lot of people got tired of him. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, <laughs> been tired of Cavs, of Cavs Warriors every year in the finals. And then, uh, and then Kevin Durant comes along. And we all know how, how a lot of people were critical of that move. And, you know, they're again, back to the rich got richer. So, therefore, not a full appreciation of neither him nor the Warriors as a whole, winning the past two championships. So they've won four out of five, right? Or three out of four. Four out of five, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the, the cycle, John. There's the fascination yep. and the excitement, and then yep. there's the decline of we want to see someone else. Exactly right. It's That's how it works. Um, so it's, uh, it's just going to be fascinating tonight. Um, I'm looking right now, ESPN Live, Steve Kerr, apparently talking live, or Steve Kerr says Kevin Durant is a game-time decision, parentheses, calf. No news there. So, game-time decision. <laughs> so, that, that, so, it's not a lock, AP. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, for the, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if he's going to play, it's going to be tonight, because uh, they might not have another chance. This is it. Down three to right. one. Well, I think they're smart, no matter what the situation is. As long as there's even a 1% chance of him playing, I would keep, do exactly what they're doing. Keep it as a game-time decision. Right. Make that the storyline. Keep the uh, Raptors off balance. I mean, why not? They can do it. Why not? Um, well, why, let, why, why say it now if you don't have to? Um, but, yeah, an AP, I mean, he's never been more needed. Um because what we witnessed, and I talked about this in the first segment, what I witnessed on Friday night as they uh, basically 
fell apart in the third quarter, a quarter they've been dominating for years, and certainly this playoffs season. And they they looked lost, and they looked old, and 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 most importantly, they looked tired. They looked worn out. Um, you know, they've played more games than anybody over the past four or five years. Uh, well, along with the Cavaliers, and uh, and at some point that can catch up to you, and it just seemed like it all caught up to them in the third quarter on uh, on Friday night in Oracle, by the way, in what potentially the last game of Oracle. So that that made it doubly shocking to to witness. Yeah, so if they can get him back, and I don't know, if, you know, if they would start him, they bring him off the. I would think they would bring him off the bench, Sean. Good point. Good point. Hadn't really thought quite to that level, but I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, I like it. You know, you're, you're playing the game, you're feeling them out, how Toronto was responding for the first time to be playing for a championship, and then you infuse the team with that excitement of having Kevin Durant inserted into the lineup. I, I think it's something that uh, Steve Kerr would do, oh, midway through the first quarter or something like that. Yeah, it's fascinating because, you know, we, we've witnessed this uh, like four days ago, number one, with Zdeno Chara. And he, uh, you know, he, of course, started the game. Word was circulating around town uh, before game five at the Garden that he would be in uniform, which was stunning to most people with a broken jaw. Really, like jaw-dropping, no pun intended, or should I say pun intended. Um, and he started, and of course, all day long, the the topic was, you know, is he going to provide, you know, a Willis Reed moment? Is he going to, you know, Willis Reed famously uh, was severely injured and walked in 1969, I believe it was. I was watching it live as a kid and come out in Game 7 against the Lakers at Madison Square Garden, hit the first two shots, he took right off the bat, first two shots of the game. I think he gave him a 4 nothing lead, or he hit the, it was the first two possessions, and basically that was it for him for the game, but it didn't matter. They went on and just rolled over the Lakers no. to win the NBA championship. So, No, no, he was literally limping down the court, John, 1970 limping. that was, and then, of course, right. Clyde Frazier, people, Walt Clyde Frazier ended up with 36 points, I think 19 assists, and uh, the legendary New York Knicks won the championship in 1970. Correct, correct. So it's interesting, and I'm just saying that in relation to, you know, uh, do you start him or bring him off the bench? Because you raised such an interesting yeah. point. Um, yeah. How many times have we seen, most notably Larry Bird, you know, get injured in-game and come back in the off the bench out of the tunnel? Never forget that. <laughs> in the playoffs back in the day where he come on bursting onto the court like Superman. And recently, or rightly or wrongly, Paul Pierce, when he left game one of the 2008 uh, NBA Finals against the Lakers at the Garden, he went off in a wheelchair and came back and hit a long three. I was at that game. And so, you know, the jolt yeah. provided in game can be uh, every bit as important as starting them. You, you know, there's a lot to be said on both ends, but I, I love the idea given. Given what we've seen now, the nature of the injury, the whole bit, all of it, I would tend to side, agree with you that I think tonight on the road, bringing him off the bench would be the right, the right decision. 
I think they, they'll get more bang for their buck if they do that. Yeah, I think it's a smart move by Steve Kerr, and he, he's very adept at these situations, having played with, with the Chicago Bulls during the, through those championship years. And, and I think it's good for Durant, too, because if he comes out right away and his first possession and they give him the ball, he's going to – not that he's – you know, um, he's immune to pressure, but this is a different situation where it's, they're down 3-1. to one. And they have to win this game, so I wouldn't want them to be out there the first couple of possessions. Let Steph Curry and uh, Thompson score some baskets, and then bring him in to give him that that uh, that um, you know positive feeling that everyone's wanting from from the bench. Right. You know what I would say, P. Along those lines is, uh, you know, that if I'm Steve Kerr, given his team meaning the Warriors, all-time great team. Uh, I'd like to see how it goes because this team is capable of becoming the Warriors again. They have championship medal. We've certainly seen that a lot, including game two in Toronto, uh, what, eight, nine days ago. We know what they're capable of themselves. And, you know, Kevin Durant's injury, I mean, uh, it's – He's not 100%. We, I think we can all agree on that. If he plays tonight, he's not playing at 100%. I don't think no, he'll be 100% no. till no. sometime later in the summer at best. And you, We all know the free agent status. There, I've heard a lot of reports. and I, I'm no doctor and I'm no expert, but a lot of people are saying things like, you know, everybody thought it was the Achilles when it happened. It wasn't. It was a calf, but yet people were saying recently as in over the weekend that apparently a calf has a direct relationship to the Achilles thereby playing on a bad calf can increase the chance of an Achilles injury which is of course catastrophic to any athlete and Kevin yeah. Durant has free agency he's, he's a free agent um, so that's a major consideration so you add it all up AP and if I'm Steve Kerr, given the championship medal of their of that team, you, you know, the Splash Brothers plus Draymond plus Andre Iguodala and all the and all the rest, I I kind of see how it goes because this team is capable of winning this game tonight without Kevin Durant. They've done it before games like this. Yeah, I think that's the the right approach as well, John. Just see what happens during the game, and if you you feel them slipping. Slightly, then you insert Kevin Durant, and and I'm sure you know that's that's what Steve Kerr is going to do tonight. You're right. I'm glad you introduced that line of thinking because I, I I just simply agree 100. percent Use them if you need them. Uh, in in Golden State's perfect world, they don't need them, and the team we've all come to know and love, uh, or certainly enjoy watching. If you don't love them, you certainly uh, tune them in, <laughs> um, like all dynasties. Uh, yeah, right. see how it goes because th- these guys are yeah. these guys are capable of doing it without Kevin Durant, and, and I wait and see how it's going. Yeah, and then and then John, you're looking at Toronto. What are they going to do now? I mean, the moment right. is here. They could win the championship. Right. I mean, Ka- Kawhi Leonard. He's been there, so I'm sure he's going to be the leader. But right. how about everyone else? I mean, what are they going to do? And uh, are they going to seize the moment? Or all of a sudden it's going to become so big that you tighten up some. 
and that's in the coach on the uh, with the coaches as well. Right, we just saw it, but what you know, fifteen hours ago, literally fifteen <laughs> hours ago, in St. Louis, the expectations in St. Louis, they've never won a championship, St. Louis or the Raptors. Uh, we saw fifty thousand people outside the arena last night for a viewing party. Obviously, more importantly, they were ready to celebrate the Stanley Cup after the game outside the arena. And when you think of viewing parties, who has the best viewing parties of them all but Jurassic Park right outside (laughs) the Raptors arena. And now the the rest of Canada has joined in these outdoor viewing parties. I don't know if you saw Friday night, they were flashing around to different cities in Canada, all doing outdoor viewing parties. I got to assume if the weather is decent in Canada. Uh, never an assumption, by the way. Uh, that no. Practically every city in Canada will be that can do an outdoor viewing party is going to be doing one tonight. They had them on Friday night, and tonight is a different animal. They can win the championship yeah, in their country. Yeah, yeah, they'll have one, and and I'm sure. And John, uh, like I said, people who do not consider this dynamic miss. Uh, miss an opportunity because this team has never won a championship. I mean, it'd be unbelievable for the country uh, to win a championship because they don't have Vancouver anymore. And Toronto would have the NBA title uh, for the first time from Canada. That would be fantastic for the league as well. It would be fantastic. I mean, I think what the NBA wants more than anything in the world is to become the true international sport you know, made in America, shall we say, but going global, becoming international uh, on the level of soccer will never quite get there, but it could become number two. And that opportunity, and they win in Canada, it's going to be that. Um, So there is so much on the line. Uh, Obviously, the country of Canada has never won an NBA championship. It goes without saying. And uh, there's just so much on the line. And so the country of Canada is, again, it's, it's like an Olympics or a World Cup where the entire country is all in, as they should be. And uh, going against a two-time defending champion and, you know, an all-time great team, period. Uh, yeah, so, so much to love about this tonight, AP. So much to love about Wednesday night. Uh uh, I always like to give, uh, near the end of the show, uh, appointment viewing for the week for sports. And I, I, just, I, I certainly can't pick one tonight because i got to pick two. <laughs> Tonight's game, <laughs> and of course, right. Wednesday night's game seven in Boston. Uh, that is an absolute tie. And if the Warriors <laughs> pull it off tonight, game six and seven will also be epically uh, viewable, to put it mildly. Uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun for sports fans. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. The next 48 hours are going to be as good as it gets, uh, certainly for fans of basketball and hockey, but I think fans of sports everywhere are tuning in to tonight and Wednesday. How can, how can you not? How can you not? Well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of the show. Uh, we had so much going in that we did only two breaks instead of our usual three because we just have so much to discuss uh, during what is one of the great weeks of the year. Two championships are going to be decided here uh, in the coming days. So it's awesome. Yeah, historic moments in both places. 
yes, it's sports history waiting to be made, and it's right here for all of us to enjoy. So, AP, thanks again for calling in. We appreciate your expertise, as always. Hey, thank you, John. My pleasure. All right, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.